Thank you for listening to the Crossridge Podcast. Today's message is by Senior Pastor Mark Farnell. For more information about Crossridge Church, visit our social medias or go to our website at crclife.org. We hope you enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Give praise, servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be blessed both now and forever. From the rising of the sun to its setting, let the name of the Lord be praised. Thank you. You may be seated. God is worthy of all our praise. And so it's good for us to praise the Lord. It's right for us to praise the Lord. And I want to begin by praising the Lord this morning. I want to praise the Lord for our vacation Bible school this past week. I want to praise God. Yes, give the Lord a hand. I want to praise God for all that he did and how he moved and worked in our vacation Bible school. Monumental was a theme celebrating God's greatness. And let me just give you a few statistics from this week. We had 300 children registered. We had 132 volunteers registered for a grand total of 432. The children, through their coin contest to benefit the Little Elm Food Bank, raised $1,426.98. That's on top of all of the foods that you see in the boxes out there uh, that will be donated as well to the food bank. The girls, shocker, won the penny contest with a difference of $90.42. So it was very, very close. We had 17 children except Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. We had 11 children recommit their lives to Jesus, and uh, so we know our God is an awesome God. Let's say it together. Go, God, go. Go, God, go. I praise God for Miss Sheila and Miss Kelly, who did such a fantastic job guiding us through our vacation Bible school. I praise God for our servant leaders who sacrificed their time, their talents, their treasures, their minds, their sleep this week to love and encourage and teach the children about Jesus and show the children the love of Jesus. I praise God for the children who heard about Jesus. I praise God for the children who learned about Jesus. I praise God most of all for the children who received God's gift of salvation by placing their faith and trust in Jesus. Thank you, church. Give a hand, give a hand to the Lord once again. Thank you, church. Thank you, church, for praying with us and for us for our vacation Bible school. Thank you, church. God heard and answered our prayers. From the rising of the sun to its setting, let the name of the Lord be praised. Open your Bibles with me to Exodus chapter 3. We are continuing our series. We're learning from Moses, our Old Testament friend, how to think and live God's way. Moses was called by God and equipped by God to go to Pharaoh and to lead God's people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And God promised Moses uh, that he would be successful. Success was guaranteed for Moses because God was with Moses. Unfortunately, Moses didn't see it that way. 
We know that instead of going with God, Moses had questions for God. The first question that we looked at last week is, who am I to go to Pharaoh and to lead the Israelites out of Egypt? Moses immediately understood he was inadequate in his power and wisdom to fulfill God's task for him. And so we know God said to Moses and responded to Moses, I will certainly be with you. In other words, God told Moses, Moses, my task for you is not about who you are, it's about who I am. God calls and equips us to go and make disciples for Jesus. God calls and equips us to go and tell others the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel message. God calls and equips us to go and follow him by faith. At times, we're just like Moses. We respond to God with questions for God instead of going with God. And one of the questions we often ask God is, who am I, God, to go and tell? Who am I, God, to go and make disciples for Jesus? And God promises us, just as he did Moses, God promises us that he is with us. God says to you and me once again, my task for you isn't about who you are. My task for you is about who I am. And this reminds us, and I want to take just a moment and focus in on a biblical principle that we see throughout God's Word. Uh, it's important to remind ourselves on a regular basis of the principles that we find in God's Word because they bless us, they encourage us, they challenge us, they convict us, and they help guide us as we live our lives for Christ. And one particular principle that I want to just briefly remind us of as we get ready to get into this passage uh, is, is a simple principle. It's one we've talked about often uh, and we share about often, but nonetheless, it's important for you and me today, tonight, this week week, and that is simply this. God is at work in us. Satan is at work on us. God is at work in us. We see this in the life of Moses, and we see this in our lives as well. We understand in these moments right now, God's at work in us. God's at work in you. God's at work in me. He brought you here for a purpose. He has something for you. His purpose is going to be to draw all of us closer to Jesus. Now, for some of us, that means that is going to include salvation, placing our faith in Christ for the very first time. For many of us, that's going to include continued sanctification, being transformed in the likeness of Christ. But God is at work in us. As Paul reminded us, for it is God who is working in you, both to will and to work according to his good purpose. God is with us, God is at work in us, and God's purpose for us is good. We also, however, know, according to the truth of God's word, that Satan is at work on us. And his purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy us and our walk with God, our worship of God, our witness for God, our work for God, our relationships. Satan lies to you and me on a daily basis and he says, you aren't, you can't, you don't, you won't. You aren't, you can't, you don't, you won't. Satan tries to keep us from God, his word, his people, and his praise at all costs. As we've seen, Satan wanted Moses to walk by fear, not faith. Satan wants us to walk by fear, not faith. Satan wanted Moses to look inward, not upward. Satan wants us to look inward, not upward. Satan used people and circumstances to discourage Moses. Satan uses people 
and circumstances to discourage us. Thankfully, God is with us. Say that with me. God is with us. Thankfully, God is with us. And he is the one who empowers us to go and make disciples for Jesus. He is the one who empowers us to go and tell the good news of the gospel. He is the one who empowers us to go and follow him by faith. He is the one who empowers us to go and walk in our victory in Jesus. Let me remind us this morning, here as we begin our time in the word of God, we are victorious in King Jesus. We are victorious in King Jesus. I am victorious in King Jesus. You are victorious in King Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I'm victorious in King Jesus. I hope you understand that. I hope you know that. I hope you believe that. Because you are a victor, an overcomer, a more than a conqueror according to the word of God, in Christ Jesus. And so we know in these moments right here, right now, God is at work in us, and Satan is at work on us. He's trying to distract us from every possible way that he can to keep us from hearing what God has for us. Matter of fact, many times it's during the sermon where you remember all those things you forgot. I don't know about you, but there are times when I go through the week and I'm like, oh man, I forgot about this, I forgot about that. I should have written that down. And then I get focused in on the time in God's word. I get focused in on my quiet time. I get focused in on my study time. I get focused in on my prayer time. And all of a sudden I have this amazing memory and I start remembering everything. Because Satan doesn't want me focused in. He tries to distract. And he's going to do the same with you in these moments. But we are victors in Christ Jesus. Our enemy is a defeated liar and loser. And so we get to walk in our victory in him in these moments. So with this principle in mind, with the understanding that God is with us, with the understanding that God is at work in us, our enemy Satan is at work on us, we can now look back into our passage. As we get back into our passage, what's going to happen is we're going to pick up and God responded to the first question from Moses. So we've seen this already. God responded to the first question of Moses. Moses' first question was, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should lead uh, the Israelites, your people, God, out of Egypt? And God said, Moses, I will certainly be with you. So he, he gave him his answer. We're going to pick up now where Moses once again responded to God. Exodus chapter 3, let's look in verse 13. God has responded to Moses. I will certainly be with you, Moses. And now we pick up in verse 13. Then Moses asked God, if I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What should I tell them? Moses responded to God with a second question from God. As we look deeper into this second question, we're going to see uh, a little bit more of a willingness. We're going to see a little bit more of an openness from Moses to actually go to Pharaoh as God was leading him and to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Notice in verse 13, then Moses asked God, if I go. If you look at if I go in the original language, it can also be translated, behold I go, as I go, when I go. So Moses is getting closer. 
in this second question. Moses thought to himself, if I go to the Israelites and tell them what you want me to tell them, God, they're going to want some proof. They're going to want some evidence. They're going to want some verification. They're going to ask me who sent me to them. And they're probably going to want some verification that I have been given authority and I've been given the necessary authority to allow me to go to Pharaoh and to confront Pharaoh because Pharaoh is the king of Egypt and Pharaoh is their oppressor. He's the one oppressing the Israelites. And so Moses responded to God and he said, God, if I go to the Israelites and they ask me, uh, who sent me to them? If they ask me, what's his name? What do I say? This question from Moses was also for Moses. It was not just for the Israelites. And Moses certainly was asking for the Israelites so he would know what he'd be able to say to them. But it was also for Moses. The question from Moses was for Moses because Moses wanted to make sure He wanted to make sure that God was truly sending him to go to Pharaoh at this point in time. And so this question was for the Israelites. What do I say when they ask me, what is his name who sent me to you? And it's also for Moses because he wants to make sure he's clear that he's not missing God. And as we've already seen in the first question, we see once again here in the second question that there are times where we're a lot like Moses. God calls us and equips us to go and to make disciples for Jesus, to go to our neighbor, to go to our coworker, to go to our family member, to go to our friend. And we, instead of going with God, we have questions for God. God, who am I to go and say anything to this person or that person? God, who am I to go uh, and do what you're asking me to do? We all f- also at times get caught up in saying, God, what do I say if somebody asks me a question? God, what do I say? God, I hear you're telling me to go. But if that person asks me a question, what do I say? How how, how do I answer them? And our God is such an awesome God. All of his answers are therefore awesome. Makes sense. Our God is an awesome God. His answers are always awesome for you and for me. So let's get back into the passage. Then Moses asked God, if I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask, what is his name? What should I tell them? who's sending me to you? They ask, what is his name? Moses says, what should I tell them? Verse 14, God replied to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. That's what you call a biblical mic drop. Right there is what you call, boom, the mic goes down, over, game over. What an awesome answer from God to Moses. God says to Moses, tell them I am who I am. Tell them I am that I am. Tell them I will be who I will be. That's the answer to give them, Moses. I am is a 
Hebrew word that is taken from the verb to be. I am is taken from the Hebrew verb to be. God here defined himself to Moses and to the Israelites when he said, I am that I am. I am who I am. God took this verb and he used it as his name. Moses, tell the Israelites, the great I am has sent me to you. That's what you're to say. If they want to know who it is that sent me to you, if they want to know what is his name, you tell them I am that I am. That's the answer you to give them. And then he continues in verse 15. Watch this. He adds to it. God also said to Moses, say this to the Israelites, the Lord, say that with me, the Lord, once again, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how I am to be remembered in every generation. This is unbelievable. He says, go also and say to the Israelites, the Lord. The Lord in Hebrew is translated Yahweh. Yahweh is the most common name used by the Israelites in the Old Testament to refer to God. Hebrew Bible scholars tell us that the Lord here translated Yahweh or Jehovah is in the third person masculine form of the verb to be. Now that means this, when the Israelites went to God and when the Israelites called God Yahweh, when they called him Lord, they were saying and declaring he is. And when they heard from Moses and others talk about the Lord. They were talking about the Lord. They were talking about Yahweh and they were declaring he is. And so what God told Moses is he says, when they ask, what is his name? You tell them I am sent me and they were to say he is. God said, I am. They were to say he is. And so when God said, I am who I am, he was telling Israel, I am the self-existent ruler of the universe. He was telling the Israelites, I am the uncreated, self-existent ruler of the universe, and they were to respond, he is. God was saying, I am independent of creation, of time, and of space. And they were to say, he is. I am independent, not only of creation, time, and space. God said, I am the God who is sovereign over creation and time and space. God told Moses to tell the Israelites, I am who I am. What that meant for the Israelites is that God is saying to them, I am the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present God. I am the God who was. I am the God who is. I am the God who will always be. I am the God of the past. I am the God of the present. I am the God of the future. I am the God of yesterday. I am the God of today. I am the God of forever. I am the beginning and the end. I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the the first and the last. I am the God who is here. I am the God who is there. I am the God who is everywhere. No matter where you may be, I am there. No matter what you may have gotten into, I am there. No matter what you may be facing, I am there. No matter who may be coming against you, I am there. I am the God who is with you in bondage in Egypt. I am the God who's going to deliver you from bondage in Egypt. God was saying to the Israelites, I am I am the God who does not change. I am the God who does not fear. I am the God who does not stress. I am the God who does not worry. 
God wanted Moses to tell the Israelites, Moses, I'm with you, and that should be enough. But this second question, I got you, Moses, if they ask you who sent you, if they ask you about what authority you're coming, if they ask you what's his name, you are to tell them, I am who I am. What a great and awesome response from God to Moses. But understand, this is a great and awesome response from God to you and me today. God says to you and me, no matter where you're at, you and him know, right where you're at, you and him know what's going on in your life. What God's wanting you to hear this morning is this simple reality. He's telling you and me, I am who I am. I will be who I will be. God's telling you and me today, I am who you need. I am what you need. I am a compassionate God. I am a dependable God. I am an encouraging God. I am a faithful God. I am a forgiving God. I am a gracious God. I am a holy God. I am a just God. I am a kind God. I am a loving God. I am a mighty God. I am a patient God. I am a powerful God. I am a wise God. I am a trustworthy God. God's saying to you and to me, I am the one, the true, the almighty God. I am the God who is able to do above and beyond all you can ask, think, or imagine according to my power at work in you. I am the God who forgives your sins. I am the God whose grace is sufficient for you. I am the God whose power is perfected in your weakness. I am the God who meets all your needs according to my glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Jesus. I am the God who's with you on the mountaintops of life. I am the God who's with you in the valleys of life. I am the God who is with you at every point and step and stage in between. I am the God who's more than enough for you. I am the God who's with you when you are alone. I am the God who is with you when you are angry. I am the God who is with you when you are afraid. I am the God who is with you when you're stressed. I am the God who is with you when you're worried. I am the God who is with you when you're lonely. I am the God who is with you when you don't understand. I am the God who is with you when you don't think you can take another step. I am the God when you're ready to quit and throw in the towel. I am the God who is with you. I am the God who sees you. I am the God who hears you. I am the God who knows you. And I am the God who is going to act on your behalf. What God says to you and me this morning is I am who I am. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Listen, the great I am is with us. That's who's with us, the great I am. And he's the one with us, and he says to you and to me today, I will handle all questions that come your way. Don't you worry. I'll handle the questions for you. I'll give you the answers that you need. The I am, the great I am is with you, and he's with me. And I don't know about you, but that changes everything that I'm facing. That changes everything for me when I'm exhausted, when I'm frustrated, when I don't understand what God says is I am who I am. And it clearly reminds me uh, I'm in need. I'm in need. I mean, as I remember, God is with me, and this God who is with me is the great I am. As you remember, God is with you, and this God who is with you is the great I am. It changes everything for you and for me. 
Now, I want you to see three blessings in this passage, three blessings that we see. There's many, many more, but I want to highlight three real quick. Three blessings that we see, particularly in verse 15, uh, as we look at this passage. Uh, three blessings that we receive from God that we see here in this passage. First, notice this, first, God is eternal. God is eternal. God told Moses, tell the Israelites, I am the Lord God. I am the God of your fathers. I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. What God was saying to Moses to say to the Israelites at this point in time is simply this. I am the God of your past Israel. I am the God of your present Israel. I am the God of your future Israel. I therefore am the God who will deliver and rescue you from your bondage and misery in Egypt. And I am the God who will use Moses, my servant, to be the one to help lead you out of Egypt. And what God says to you and to me this morning through his word, by his spirit speaking to you and me this morning through his word is God speaking to us and he reminds us he is our eternal God. He is our everlasting God. What God says to you and to me this morning is, I am the Lord your God. I am the God who saved you. I am the God who rescued you from the domain of darkness and transferred you into the kingdom of the son I love. In him, in Christ Jesus, you have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. What God is saying to you and to me is, I am the God of your past. I am the God of your present, and I am the God of your future. I am the God who was with you. I am the God who is working in you, and I am the God whose work in you is good for you and for all those who are around you. God wanted Moses to understand this, and God wanted the Israelites to understand this, and God wants you and me to understand this. He is not a part-time God. He's not a weekday God. He's not just a weekend God. No, he is an eternal God. He was, he is, and he will always be. And we see this in this passage. God is speaking to Moses and his words are powerful to Moses and his words are powerful to the Israelites and his words are powerful for you and for me this morning. And they are leading obviously to an action step for the Israelites, for Moses and for us here in a few moments. Secondly, God, we see the second benefit and blessing is not just that God's eternal, but that God's faithful. God's faithful. Look at what God told Moses. He said, Moses, he said, after you tell him, I am the God of Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that's the God who has sent me to you. He said, this is my name forever. There's his eternality. There's his faithfulness. This is how I am to be remembered in every generation. God is a faithful God. He is faithful to his covenants and promises. He's faithful to fulfill all that he has promised to you and to me. We see it in the Old Testament. We see it in the New Testament. We see it in our lives. God was faithful. Think about this. Based on all that we know up to this point in regards to uh, Moses, God was faithful to protect Moses. God was faithful to provide for Moses. And God was faithful to prepare Moses for what he had planned for Moses. And we are seeing that unfold right now. God was also faithful to Abraham. God was faithful to Isaac. And God was faithful to Jacob. And so God was speaking through Moses to the Israelites so that the Israelites would understand this and they would then be able to think, well, then God is going to be faithful to deliver us from bondage and misery in Egypt. 
God is eternal and God is faithful. So since he's been faithful to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he will certainly be faithful to us to deliver us from bondage in Egypt. God wants you and me to understand and know that he is a faithful God for us as well. This is the name. This is my name forever. This is my name forever. I want my people Israelites all the way from that point forward, the church today, I want my people to understand that I am a faithful God. Our God is a faithful God. Amen? Let's say that out loud. Our God is a faithful God. One more time. Our God is a faithful God. He wants us to remember his faithfulness to us. God wants us to remember his faithfulness to us. Hebrews 13, 8 reminds us Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what God wants us to understand through what he's sharing with Moses to the Israelites is simply this. Our God is a faithful God. The God who was with us in the past is the God who is with us today. The God who answered prayers in the past is the God who answers prayer today. The God who is compassionate in the past is the God who is compassionate today. The God who rescues us by his grace in the past is the God who will rescue us by his grace today. The God who was powerful in the past is the God who is powerful today. The God who is loving in the past is the God who is loving today. The God who is mighty in the past is the God who is mighty today. The God who is trustworthy in the past is the God who is trustworthy today. The God who is wise in the past is the God who is wise today. Here's the point that we must be careful of. We must not fall into this trap. We must not fall into this temptation. And we're going to see it happen with the Israelites. We've got to be careful it doesn't happen to us. We must not fall into the trap of thinking this thought and then saying this thought because as we think it, we feel it, we then say it. We must be careful not to think this thought, well, God, what have you done for me lately? Where are you, God? You see, what happens is God is at work in us. Satan is at work on us. So when we're in the midst of those challenges, those chaotic times, those crisis times, those relationship times where, where we feel like we're going to all just fall apart. It's not going to work. Our enemy is constantly chirping at us and he's tempting us to look at what's going on and to think to ourselves and to begin to say, well, what have you done for me lately, God? A lot of good this whole faith stuff is doing for me right now, God. Where are you, God? Well, that's what God is telling Moses to tell the Israelites and what the Holy Spirit of God is telling you and me today. He's with us. He is the great I am. He is right there with us. And oh, by the way, what has God done for us lately? He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. That's what he's done. He's blessed us and he's blessed us with every, I mean, every spiritual blessing. He's put us in the family of God, one another around us. He's given us the word of God. He's given us spirit of truth in our lives. We must be careful not to fall And a trap of saying, what have you done for me lately, God? The psalmist talked about this. Turn to your right real quick. I want to take us to this passage. Turn to your right real quick. Psalm 103. Real quick, Psalm 103. Uh, I want us to look at this passage. Psalm 103 helps us at this point. Uh, I'm going to read Psalm 103, uh, beginning in verse 1. It's on page 537. That should help you get there. Uh, Psalm 103. And this is a psalm of David, and he's talking to us about making sure that we, we remember the faithfulness of God. And listen to what David says. 
My soul, bless the Lord. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. My soul, bless the Lord. And do not forget all his benefits. Say that with me out loud. Do not forget all his benefits. What are they? Here's some of them. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. That is who our God is. The more we bless the Lord, we remember all the blessing benefits from the Lord. I don't know about you, but the more I bless the Lord, the more I praise the Lord, the more my mind is focused on the Lord, and the more I am aware of the blessings and benefits and all of the power that the Lord has given to me. And I'm sure the same is true for you. God has saved us by his grace. God has filled us with his spirit. God forgives our sins. God heals us. God helps us. God loves us. And the psalmist David reminded us, God satisfies us with good things. God satisfies us with good things. Why? Because he is our good, good father. And we are loved by him. As James told us, every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who doesn't change like shifting shadows. So God here is speaking to Moses, and he's speaking to Moses because he wants Moses to speak to the Israelites, but he's speaking to Moses because he's speaking to Moses. And now God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is also speaking to us. We're, we're in the story, and God is speaking to all of us, and he's to- telling us that he is an eternal God, and he's reminding us that he's a faithful God. Why? Is he saying, I am who I am? Why is he reminding us that he is an eternal God? Why is it important for us to understand and remember that he is a faithful God? Because it leads us to that third point. And that third point is, I can trust God and go. That's why he's saying these things. You see, what God wanted Moses to do was real simple. He wanted Moses to trust him. He said, Moses, I am with you. And I will help you and give you the answers to whatever questions come your way. Moses, I have called you. I have equipped you to go to Pharaoh and to lead my people, the Israelites, out of misery and bondage in Egypt. So therefore, Moses, you can trust me and go. You can trust me and go. God wanted Moses to simply Trust him and go. And God calls and equips you and me to go and make disciples for Jesus. God calls and equips us to go and tell the good news of the gospel. God calls and equips us to go and to follow him by faith. And quite simply, what God is saying to you and me this morning, as he tells us that He is the great I am. As he reminds us that he's an eternal God, that he's a faithful God, he is simply calling on us in the midst of our challenge, in the midst of our trial, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of the uncertainty, in the midst of the difficulty, in the midst of the hurt, in the midst of the questions, in the midst of maybe of the blessings on the mountaintop or in the valley. He's calling us and he wants us to simply trust him. Trust me, God is saying. And go. And go. God calls us and equips us to go and make disciples for Jesus. And he 
is with us, and he is now calling on us to simply trust him and go. And our response will be in line with what God desires as we focus in on the reality that God is with us, and that God who is with us is the great I am. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. As we move into this time, our worship team comes to lead in the response. I want to just ask you just a simple question. Who is it that is keeping you from trusting God? Who is it that is keeping you from going with God? What is it that is keeping you from trusting God? What is it that is keeping you from going with God? Is it apathy? Is it anger? Is it bitterness? Is it complacency? Is it discouragement? Is it fear? Is it frustration? Is it guilt? Is it hurt? Is it shame? Is it resentment? Is it worry? Is it stress? Is it unbelief? Whatever and whoever it is, God is calling you to give it to him, to trust him, and to go with him. To go with him. He's with us, the Lord, our God, the great I am is with us as we trust him and go today. For some, that means what God's calling you to do is just to cry out to him. Psalmist said, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry for help. Maybe that's you. Maybe you just need to cry out to the Lord. The altar is open as it always is. Our ministers, pastors will be standing here at the front to pray with you, to pray for you. Maybe you just need to get on your knees before the Lord and just cry out to him. Maybe for some, that means to your response is to confess your sins to God. Scriptures teach us if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and, and cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. So maybe it's not just crying out to the Lord. Maybe it's confessing those sins that have gotten in your way between you and God so he can restore that joy of your salvation, your fellowship with him. Maybe for others, God's calling you to cast your cares on the Lord because you understand and know that that the scripture says we can cast our cares on the Lord because the Lord cares for us. Maybe for you, that means God wants you just to celebrate his greatness, to celebrate the reality of the great I am is the one who is with you, is the one who is sending you. You just want to come and celebrate God's greatness. God has answered your prayers recently. God has blessed your life, your fellowships, your, your friendships, your marriages, your families. God has blessed you. And you just want to celebrate. Maybe that's what God's saying. Trust. Trust me and go. And still yet for some, it may mean to call on the name of the Lord. The Bible tells us that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Maybe today is the day for your salvation. Once and for all, you're going to get it settled between you and God. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, 
and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's with your hearts you believe and are justified. It's with your mouth you confess and are saved. Once and for all, call in the name of the Lord today. Tell God, I am done living my way, God. I repent of my sins. I confess them to you, and God, I want to live your way. I believe Jesus died on the cross in my place. I believe he was buried in the tomb, and I believe he rose again on the third day, and he is alive. And he is the only way for me to have a relationship with you. And so God, right now, as best as I know how, I just call on the name of the Lord. Jesus, come into my life. Take over and take charge from this point forward. If you pray a prayer similar to that, if you cry out to the Lord and just talk with God, He knows your heart. He's the one who saves you. A prayer doesn't save anyone. God saves us. As we communicate our desire to Him, as we communicate our surrender to Him, as we receive the gift of salvation by our faith and trust in Jesus Christ and His work on the cross for us. God is speaking to us. He's faithful. He's eternal. He is the I am. He is what you need. He is who you need. He says, trust me. Trust me and go. Let's do just that. Let's stand and let's worship the Father together.